0: The real tech experts of RUSD Podcast will provide integration ideas, help you get in touch with other tech experts, and discuss ways to make your instructional tech more manageable. Featuring Julia Ebge.
1: One school just wasn't enough for me. Now I'm integrating tech at five schools.
0: And Randy Venny.
2: I don't need to troubleshoot tech problems. My computer works for me.
0: The Real Taxperts of RUSD is a great way to get ideas in the go. You can listen in the car, during your workout, or over lunch. Since it's recorded, you can always pause and come back at your leisure. And now, recorded from a closet somewhere in RUSD, The Real Taxperts.
1: Welcome to Episode 5 of The Real Taxperts of RUSD. I'm Julia. And I'm Randy. Today's episode is going to look at tech integration from the administrator's point of view. Randy and I aren't administrators, nor do we play them on TV. We're breaking the mold here with our formatting. During the first segment, we're going to address the responses from two administrators when asked, when completing an observation, what aspects of technology do you look for? Then we'll apply our own technology integration, opinions, and analysis. We'll break down the game film, so to speak.
2: Then in the interview segment, Julia and I sit down with all four administrators from Gifford to get their take on tech in the classroom.
1: I think we've mentioned before that we're both former classroom teachers. We've gone through the observation process, which admittedly isn't very fun. But thinking back to our own observations, Randy, can you give an example of a time that you used technology when an admin was in your room?
2: I can. I'm going all the way back to my Wadowitz days, which was back in the uh, first decade of this millennium. Uh, I was one of the first teachers in the building, maybe even within the district, to have a, a smart board. And so I did a lesson where I was using that smart board as a center. And I would have uh, this was a third grade classroom and I would have kids come up and drag. Um, Words that matched a certain vowel sound into the right section. I think it was long and short vowels we were trying to differentiate. It was a phonics lesson. And so we used the interactive features of the smart board. And the principal was, I mean, thrilled with it. Obviously, you know, the observation you want to put on your your air is your best uh, performance you can. It's not necessarily impromptu, but it was just something that I wanted to do and I felt comfortable with doing it. And I think that's an important part of the observation process as well.
1: I think it's great in your example how the students were interacting with your lesson.
2: Yeah, I thought that was very important for, to get the kids involved. Um, how about you? I mean, is there anything you've used in your evaluations to uh, get tech going in your classroom?
1: You know, for me, I always try to incorporate some sort of technology in my PPG or my professional practice goal. I think it's my tagline, work smarter, not harder. If there is a piece of technology I was interested in learning more about, I just wrote it naturally into that goal so that it would keep me on task and allow my students to... Interact with the tools so that I could have it benefit them and then of course I would show that off during my observation with my administrator
2: That makes a lot of sense eh? Incorporating it into your PPG. I like that Um, While technology isn't a required step in instruction here in RUSD as of yet I think we should all be prepared for that eventuality Um, Especially just because If you're behind, catching up can be a challenge, just like it is for students. You have to be able to do something that is not only technology-based, but effective technology-based, which I think we'll hear from our admins coming up.
1: Yeah, I agree. And thinking about the classrooms that we go into right now, I mean, technology is naturally part of the classroom. We use technology for testing. um, Our math curriculum in elementary or there's no paper copy of a teacher handbook it's all online so there's a lot of just movement towards using technology as far as integration into the classroom
2: it's also a big part of rti strategies as well as uh, progress monitoring i mean not just the prescribed apps but you know there are tools out there that can be used uh, for your various differentiation needs so i think we'll a lot of that uh, when we discuss with our administrators later on in the show.
1: Let's hear from our first administrative guest, Priscilla Marquez. She's the directing principal at Frat Elementary. Here's what Priscilla has to say.
3: During observations, I look for teachers and students integrating the use of technology. I have seen teachers use their smart boards for interactive activities, students utilizing technology applications and programs such as Prodigy, reading A to Z, and creating content with Google Slides.
1: So, Randy, it sounds like if Priscilla was your administrator and performing that observation you described in the beginning, she'd be excited that you are using your smart board for more than just projecting to the screen that interactive piece of it
2: yeah and it's kind of funny all these years later that it's still a big part of classroom instruction i guess not funny but good it's an it's appropriate tool uh as long as it's used properly and i mean i'm not gonna pat myself on the back here but uh, smart boards are not just something on which to project you know the, the district didn't spend all that money to buy something that is essentially just a movie screen it's interactive and it's meant to be interactive
1: yeah. And it takes some time and thought process on how that's going to look in your classroom. You mentioned a center. You know, give the students the opportunity to come up and interact with the, the technology, which is the smart board in this example.
2: Right. It's, it builds motivation. I mean, it creates that uh, engagement piece that I think might be lacking if you're just showing uh, items on your Elmo that are projecting onto the screen. Get the kids involved. Exactly. So she mentioned apps like Prodigy and Reading A to Z in there. Uh, And I think what teachers also need to be aware of is those are not just apps. You don't just exile students to App Island and have them work. You have to actually use that data from those apps to help craft your instruction, whether it's online or off.
1: I know myself when I was in the classroom, that was one thing that I was striving towards, using the app to its fullest potential grabbing those reports off of it, using the information to conference with my students and even lead to differentiation.
2: That's so true. And we are told to conference with students and to, uh, you know, make sure they understand and can evaluate and reflect on themselves. But it's good to have some data to go along with that uh, to support what you're discussing and what they're feeling.
1: The final example Priscilla mentioned was creating content with Google Slides, which is near and dear to my heart. I love Google Slides. Um, But giving the students opportunities to create with something like Google Slides is an important thing to remember when integrating technology. Don't have the students just be consumers of them. Of that piece of tech, give them the opportunity to really show what they know or learned and be creative.
2: Right, and creative doesn't mean oh, let's make rainbow fonts and colors and things like that. Creative, in the sense of what can you show off? You know, let's here's your chance to shine with this with this tool. Um, don't just give the students a template and say, "Yo, slide one has to have this, and slide two has to have." a video and slide three has to have your resources. Let them explore a little bit within some parameters, obviously, but it, let the students be creative. I think that also is a big element in that engagement piece.
1: Yeah. Giving students choice, I think, automatically engages them. And when you give them those guidelines, like you mentioned, you'd be surprised with what they can create.
2: Right. You're still going to have those kids who either are resistant to resistant to being creative or, or go crazy and spend so much time picking out the right color scheme that you need to rein them in. But don't, uh, don't make it so regimented that the kids don't actually like what they're doing. Next up, we talk to Kurt Scherzel, the directing principal at The Real School, to get his secondary school viewpoint on uh, integration in technology.
4: So when, I, when I'm when i doing observations, I don't walk into an observation specifically looking for the use of technology, but when you take all of the walkthroughs and the observations and everything combined, I guess I am looking for a variety of things. Um, is the teacher use, incorporating technology into their strategies, so are they using prediction? Uh, projections and um, uh, you know things from their own computer as they're as they're teaching a class. But then I'm also looking for um, you know how they talk about things like Google Classroom because I know a lot of our staff use that. Um, and and are the students really aware of the expectations and and how to use that um, for uh, for their own good? Um, I might also be you know looking for whether teachers are using uh, technology and computers. Sometimes even the students in their phones. Um, Just for quick um, information gathering, research uh, with what they're doing. Uh, Sometimes, you know, teachers will incorporate questions into their lessons where they have students quickly look something up. Um, Other times, they may actually do a, you know, beyond the computer or or phone or something for a longer period of time, doing an actual more of a project um, kind of activity. So it's just a handful of different kinds of things that I expect that over the course of time, I'm going to see a variety of ways that the technology is used
2: so a big piece that I took away there was that uh, Kurt wants the teachers to implement uh, their technology with their own teaching strategies not just using technology for technology's sake it's kind of like when you're going out car shopping wouldn't it be great to have heated leather seats in your car absolutely but it's not a requirement technology is not a requirement either but the admins love to see it as long as it's used effectively
1: that makes sense when the teachers are comfortable using the tech but then incorporating their own teaching styles and techniques as well. It makes it more natural for both the teachers and the students.
2: Right. Like we said before, I mean, the observation is kind of a a dog and pony show. You know, you do try to put on your best performance, but at the same time, it should be natural. I think anybody, students and administrators alike can see if you're just trying to fake it to uh, impress the judges, so to speak.
1: So Kurt also mentioned the use of personal devices. Students using phones and tablets are actually playing a bigger role in technology than it may have in the past. And it sounds like Kurt seems to be okay with students using these pieces of technology. Interestingly, this is a new change in philosophy that some admins may or may not have but it it's the reality in the future moving forward
2: right you always see the kids oh put your phone away don't text in class which is a good idea Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh in schools where maybe devices aren't as prevalent or just for the sake of convenience grab your phone look up something uh see what's out there and you're not going to do you know create some sort of document or presentation on your phone necessarily but it is a quick and handy device to help that i mean i can envision siri or alexa or google being you know a friend in your research endeavors
1: Yeah. In my second grade classroom, I had an iPad and I would allow the students to go up and ask Siri how to spell a word. Just if I was working with a small group, they wouldn't have to interrupt me. And they really didn't take advantage of that tool. They used it for its purpose. And it was really interesting to see because it was natural. You know, in the real world, if I need to know how to spell something, I'm going to pull my phone out.
2: Right. It's kind of like I've seen those memes on there, too, you know, where your math teacher in high school says you're not always going to have a calculator with you. Well, actually, you do. And I think it's nice that the administrators seem to be welcoming to that change instead of resistant to it.
1: I agree. The biggest takeaway I took from Kurt's piece was his philosophy that technology should be integrated over time, not just a one and done for observation. We talked a little bit about it being a natural part of your classroom On the other hand, administrators will definitely notice if you're putting on that show, if you're just using technology for the sake of your observation. So it sounds like Kurt wants it to be really meaningful and useful and not just putting on a show for him.
2: And I think that's an overriding theme of our podcast here is that we want you to not only integrate tech effectively, but also in what works best for you. Take the time to learn things and don't try to do a whole bunch at once. There's that whole cliche, you know, if you try to do everything well, you actually do nothing well. And if you try to go crazy with the amount of technology you integrate, you're setting yourself up for a failure, I would think.
1: Exactly. I've really enjoyed having these two administrators' perspectives and and conversing uh, back and forth with you, Randy. I think this is an interesting way to go about our podcast.
2: I, I agree. I, I think we're, we're doing some good work here. At least I hope we are. Um, That said, I mean, there is no proper template. I don't want our listeners to think that we're saying this is the way you integrate tech and you must go on with that. There is no right way. There are some poor methods. There are some things that you need to be aware of. Um, But I mean, you and I have both seen in both our current position and I'm sure with our colleagues in prior positions that um, there's varying levels of success when it comes to technology integration.
1: And when you're trying to find that right way of technology integration that meets the needs of your classroom and your students, reach out to your tech integrator, reach out to your administrator for ideas or support before that observation comes up. Say, hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing when you come in the room. What are you looking for? Do you like this? Really make it a conversation rather than that performance. Right. And I think something
2: that's forgotten, When we look at administrators is they aren't just the boss of the school. They're educators as well. They went to school. They have a degree in education. They likely were a classroom teacher or some sort of instructional uh, position at some point. And so reach out to them. They may have some great ideas to share with you.
1: Coming up next, we'll talk to the Gifford admins and get their take on tech integration.
2: Coming up at the end of the episode, RUSD Trivia. Test your knowledge and you could win a prize from our low-budget prize bin. And we're back for our interview segment. Julia and I are sitting here with Heather Bennett, Bill Tika, Louis Melcheski, and Scott Campbell, the administrators at Gifford. Welcome to The Real Tech Experts.
5: Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank
2: you. you.
1: In the first segment, Randy and I chatted about technology and evaluations, so we thought it would be a good idea to get some administrators' point of view.
3: So I think for me, um, the definition of technology integration here at Gifford, finding ways, um, being such a large populated school, finding ways to bring tech that's fun, kind of bringing the fun back in school. Um, I know with Todd and Julie, you being here, um, I know I've seen great things with you guys going in, kids doing Google Slides, presentations, um, just getting the excitement and seeing the excitement with kids. For me, um, tech integration is all about bringing fun, finding new ways of learning and showing your learning in um, both a visual and an auditory type of way.
1: Yeah, I think that engagement piece, really getting the kids a hold of their learning and excited, like you mentioned, is a big part of our jobs that that Todd and I really work for.
3: And I think in addition to that, I've really appreciated how you've worked with our grade level teachers. Um, I think some, in addition to kind of the lessons that you all have created, um, some of them have, you know, sought you out and looked to specific ideas for this is what we're doing. I'd like to add this. Or what do you suggest we're doing a, a study on, X, Y, Z, is there something that you feel would be good to kind of represent that to the kids that's different? So I've seen both of those, um, and I've really appreciated that What that part of what you and Todd bring into the building. Yeah, yeah. thanks.
6: I think in terms of an assessment too, it's impressive. I've seen our science teachers uh, utilize uh, let the students use utilize their cell phones in the classroom and then get instant feedback and every kid is participating uh, either through their chromebooks or through their cell phones and the teachers can see which questions are struggling on and i think it really helps learning and drives learning that way as well
2: so you're a proponent, I guess, then, of students bringing their own devices into classes.
6: Yes, I think so. I mean, I I would much rather we all had uh, computers for all of them, but I think until we get to that point, I'm very much a proponent for that.
2: That just seems to be a hot-button topic nowadays, and I'm interested to hear people's takes on that. It's
5: it's a very hot button, yes, Um, but I think Mr. Campbell's correct that uh, right now it's a necessity because we're short on technology, so this allows every student to have their own personal device.
2: I couldn't agree more. So, what role do you think principals play in supporting tech integration within the building?
5: Well, I guess the so, from the beginning, we um, we just formed a new committee, and we're we're studying what uh, we're going to be purchasing. new devices for the school. So the major role we're playing right now is we're gonna be picking out which devices, which ones are gonna um, best suit Gifford. Uh, the IT department has given us the uh, the leeway to, uh, to go off the map, so to speak, and we can pick something that another school might not pick. So um, that's our first responsibility is to deliver the quantity and the kind of tech that uh, our teachers want. So we've, we've um, started a, a committee and we're gonna get some input from uh, all the grade level teachers, that's the first step.
3: I think another thing is keeping people excited and interested in tech integration. So from our perspectives, I know a couple of teachers have invited me to things that they've done. So just being visible, being present, um, being part of that, I think the kids get really excited about it. And, you know, then that brings up topics of conversation that I can have with kids that I may or may not, you know, you you pass by, but you don't get to have those more um Authentic conversations with them. So that's the that's another part that I think that we can play in supporting it is just um, continuing our involvement and being visible and present in the the things that are being produced so that kids know that we're recognizing that.
1: And I would say an observation I've made here at Gifford is that you all model technology. You know, you're using the social media, you're running those pages, you're open and um willing to try some new things and so when you model that for the teachers and the students in your building that that really changes the view of technology integration in the building
2: not to mention you're on a podcast right now which <laughs> is you know <laughs> a step in and of itself Correct. This is,
5: yeah this is big territory <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's on my bucket list. Yes.
2: <laughs> awesome um i think here's a question that uh, a lot of the teachers are going to want to know the answer to, not just here at Gifford, but district-wide. When any of you are doing an observation, uh, are there any specific aspects of technology that you look for going in? Obviously this would be a planned observation, not just a
5: walkthrough. I guess ideally you'd like to see students using the technology. Um, I guess the the basic would be the teachers using the technology, delivering it to the kids, but um, ideally I'd like to see the kids um, using it and integrating it into the lesson.
7: Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think technology, as we continue to grow in the use of technology, is obviously to make our lives better and easier in certain ways, and I also, when I'm working with teachers, talk to them about using it to help them prepare their lessons or do something so their jobs can become a little bit easier, because we all have so much to do every single day that if we can find a tool, an app or something that can help us deliver a lesson. Um, it makes their lives a little bit easier and so I think initially that fear or that I don't know how to do this is hard for staff but once they get through that and learn how to use some things and, and a lot of times the kids know how to do it before they do so they can kind of help them. It's actually kind of cool when you see that happen the kid will say oh no this is how you do that and um, and it actually works out. So.
1: Yeah. So work smarter, not harder from the teacher's um, standpoint. So talking about working, um, we've seen that social media kind of works for Gifford. You guys have been using that a lot to communicate. Do you feel that has a positive influence on communication with families?
5: Yeah, I feel it has a a very positive effect. Um, we We can highlight the the glows that we see every day and we can share those with with the parents uh, school school has changed so much um, in just the last couple of years a lot of these parents their idea of school is not what school is now so if we can give them a glimpse into what's going on in Gifford then that creates conversation at home and uh, conversation about school at home is always a good thing
3: a couple of the things that I have noticed too is some of my grade level teachers have created their own personal pages, so letting parents, you know, that work, um, it, what it doesn't matter what time they work throughout the day, they can always go back to that social media, particularly Facebook, visit the page, see what's going on, get updates. Another form of communication, which I mean, come on, it's two thousand nineteen. We're all on our phones. We're always checking Facebook, social media. So it's a great way to connect and bring parents into our worlds on a daily basis when and it doesn't matter the time of day so so that's a great thing if you get off work at midnight you can still go on facebook check see what's going on Wow, look at my kid they did this really cool thing and i know as a parent i i communicate with my son's school the same way and it's always brings a smile on my face to see your your child like in a picture participating because you don't you don't always get to see that
6: I think it gives us a lot of positive feedback as well because we can see how many people engaged with what we, with the content we put out there, how many likes we get. I mean, I think it's impressive just to see how many people are following the Gifford page too as well every time we get a, a new follower. So I think it's very, very positive.
5: I'm really
2: glad we hit on that. Now, just like before with the kids bringing their own devices being a hot-button issue, I think social media sometimes gets a negative stigma because people think, oh, that's where people do their cyberbullying and things like that. But it's nice to show that the uh, teachers and the staff here at Gifford can actually share the positives or the glows, as you put it, Mr. Tika. That was awesome.
1: Well, um, here at Gifford and other schools around the district, we know we have some tech-savvy students. How do you think those students could be used to further tech integration in your building?
5: Well, what I was just thinking when we when we got this uh, these questions for, uh, oh, was I supposed that's to fine. That's fine. It's we'll, fine.
3: Yeah.
5: We'll break the fourth wall. That's fine.
3: <laughs> 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 just call them.
5: Yeah. Well, I was thinking uh, we could have a uh, maybe uh, two students, maybe a grade level, uh, have their own Facebook page. Uh, maybe they could have their own um Twitter account. Uh, Obviously, we would we would monitor it. An adult would approve what's being posted on there. But uh, rather than getting uh, Facebook posts from principals or teachers, we get Facebook posts and tweets from uh, the kids inside the, you know, inside the school.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be cool having like a, a tech committee where kids can be involved. I was just thinking like our buddies. So we, how we have our older and younger buddies together. So if kids weren't responsible for that, they could be taking, you know, pictures and videos and showing that on our, our Facebook pages as well, because we don't always have the opportunity to do that. So putting the ball in their court and having those responsibilities of, of doing our older, our mentoring buddies type of thing
2: those buddies, is that like a, a reading assistance thing or is there more to it than that?
3: Right, so they they essentially have, we have an older grade, so let's say 7th and 2nd grade are buddied up. So the teachers get to pick how often their classes come together and they do a variety of different activities. So I foresee, and I always see teachers taking pictures and some of our teachers that have current Facebook pages will post on there, mm-hmm. like our buddies came today. But if they're doing a reading activity or if they're doing something math, anything academic related or just getting together and having playing a game one day those are the things that those kids could be part of just representing it on our facebook page and you know those types of things
1: yeah, I, I like that idea of getting the kids involved in the technology, thinking about your current students, you know, in five and ten years when they're going to be getting jobs in the world. Social media is a job. Some people are mm-hmm. in charge of social media for businesses, so giving them that little taste and taking over Gifford's Facebook page sounds like an engaging activity, but also something real world that they might be doing mm-hmm. in their future. Yeah, very, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, very true. Well, that
2: brings us to the end of our interview segment here. Uh, thank you all for taking the time out of your days to uh, chat with Julia and I. And we'll be right back with Trivia after this.
1: Each week, check your email for a Tech Tuesday message from your tech integrator. There will be information and resources delivered to your inbox courtesy of the tech integrators. Last episode's trivia question asked, which former U.S. President campaigned at Horlick High School? The answer is Ronald Reagan. He campaigned at the school on March 27, 1980. Here's a question you'll be dying to answer. Racine's first city cemetery was displaced by which closed RUSD school? For a chance to win a prize from our low budget prize bin, email taxperts@rusd.org at rusd.org with the subject line trivia. Include your first and last name and the school where you work. Send your answer no later than May 10th.
2: If you've been wronged, call the law firm of Apostrophe & Ampersand. Their highly skilled team of lawyers specialize in finding the correct grammar and punctuation to make legal documents read like no other. Apostrophe & Ampersand specialize in plagiarism, contract disputes, and permission slip strife. As seen on Wheel of Fortune, call the lawyers of Apostrophe & Ampersand today. Get what belongs to you and so much more.
1: Today, we looked at technology integration through an administrative lens, talked about those dreaded but necessary observations, as well as gave suggestions as to how to incorporate administrators into your technology lessons.
2: A big thanks to Priscilla Marquez, Kurt Schursel, Bill Tika, Scott Campbell, Louis Melcheski, and Heather Bennett for taking the time to chat with us. Also, thanks to today's sponsor, the law firm of Apostrophe & Ampersand.
1: Remember, you can share your comments and questions with us on Twitter at Real or email techsperts at rusd.org. Subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And most of all, stay, stay tacky, techie, R-U-S-D.
0: RUSD. This episode of Real Tech Experts of RUSD was produced using Adobe Audition. Musical pieces were excerpts from Where's My Jetpack? And May the Chords Be With You both by Computer Music All-Stars, courtesy of Free Music Archive, distributed on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify via Anchor. Copyright, Racine Unified School District.